and we were about five minutes away from my house. He was driving. He turned and looked over to me as I was sitting there in the passenger seat after this great conversation of catching up that we had, and he said, you know, there's something I've been noticing lately that I wanted to point out to you. And right there, that's when I knew. This friendship is not going to work out. You know, it's been a ride, but when the car slows down, I'm jumping out. Well, welcome to another episode of the Nick and Nolan Show, also aptly titled, As a Matter of Fact. Well, as a matter of fact, it's good to be here with you, Nolan, half of the Nick and Nolan Show. It's good to be here with you, too, as well. All right, so what we got? So we're talking about friends. We are. We're talking about friendship, and I think it's definitely interesting in our generation with... The question of how do we cultivate and maintain genuine, real friends. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of barriers to that. Um, there's an article that I think we've discussed before that I should really post in the show notes that talks about the happiness factor and people are more happy when they have friends, when they're hanging out mm-hmm. with friends and doing things, as opposed to when they're just by themselves on social media. That actually causes people to feel a lot lonelier yeah Uh, i think this kind of ties into our first episode where we talked about the millennials and we talked a lot about just the whole generation and kind of how they interact with the world and a big part of that was social media so really about the way we view friendships and how we form friendships and how we gauge intimacy and friendships i think a lot of that is skewed in this generation so excited to talk about that this episode yeah and i definitely think it's interesting because we all want to have lots of friends and especially on facebook i i remember the early days when people would compare they'd be like oh i have more friends than you you know even we do that i think with our instagram i have more followers than you i have more people in this area and then be like oh there must be more be more important than us because they have more friends Mm -hmm. but when you really get down to it, how many of those people do they see on a regular basis? How many of those people do they actually know? Probably not a lot. Right. Yeah, it's the idea of what is real friendship, I think, that really comes to the forefront of my mind when we're talking about this subject. Sure. And to be honest, I'm, I try to be friendly with everybody. And to anybody listening to this, I'm one of those people who's such an extrovert. Like, I'll come down, sit down, and have coffee with you. I'd love to get to know you, love to meet you, hear your story. Uh, And that might blossom into a friendship that also just might be where acquaintances. I know you, maybe don't know you too well, maybe don't know your family too well. Um, But I'm I'm willing to be friendly with everybody. But the reality is, we're not going to be friends with everybody. So I think it's important to figure out when you're going to pick your battles, so to speak, and figure out what friends are worth keeping and fighting for in different situations and circumstances, and then what people in your life are just 
people that are there and they're not uh they're not your friends they may be people who are even speaking things into your life uh that you can take with a grain of salt and learn from but it's also possible that they're speaking things into your life that are not helpful to you and i think i've found this in the last few weeks with certain people who i i thought were my friends or people i've kind of known but then you get to the point where well this isn't actually being helpful in my life or in definitely in the direction that I'm going. Mm -hmm. And I don't think these people are actually being what I would consider a friend. And so, I mean, there's definitely, I could definitely go into that deeper and that's kind of the antidote I started with, but yeah. Yeah. Friends record podcast episodes together. That's very true, Nick. I would consider you one of my top three in the top three. I would, I'm not going to rate who's at number one. (laughs) You could be someone else, but well, thanks. In the top three. Yeah. I think comparing is one of the worst things you can do when it comes to your friends. At least, especially when you're right in front of them talking about who's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't name names. No, no, no. Okay. But I definitely, if this was the age of MySpace, you would be in my top eight. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And What's if, MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look that up. Maybe you'll find it in a, a history archive web, episode, or website and myspace that was the first well actually wasn't the first but if we're going to dive into this kind of friendship on the internet let's go myspace was like the second i think friendster was the first uh, online social media platform i didn't have friendster but i did have a myspace and if you had a myspace let us know on one of our social media platforms, not MySpace, obviously, but Facebook or, or Instagram, Facebook we or Twitter link, we or Instagram. Link, we will link those in the show notes. When Once Nolan this. creates them, we'll have them <laughs> ready for this episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. So how do you think those have developed, you know, the way we see friendships in our time with, with social media? How do you think that's either inhibited or enhanced the way we view friendship? Well, I think just like jumping right into it, friendships have, kind of been altered like the way we view friendships has been altered and that's the last 20 years so if you're a a young adult or an adult that's grown up in the last 20 plus years you've seen the you know like the emergence of social media and the internet uh, chat rooms and instant message and all these kind of platforms that connected people that you know, normally wouldn't be connected in other ways. And I know, I'll admit this, my first interaction online was, I think, AOL Instant Messenger. And I was a big Instant Messenger when I was, I think this, I'm dating myself, so this was in high school. Uh, So I... I never really got into the chat rooms. I know there's people out there who still find the chat rooms. I think the modern chat room is Reddit. So you've got forums, but I used to find chat rooms online that were like live where you would actually be talking real time with other people. And it was just kind of a cool other way of communicating with people. I I don't know. Like you hear stories all the time about people forming friendships online or even relationships where they've never actually met the person and that was really big in the beginning of you know this whole social media era and now you've got uh, completely different scenarios where you you have situations that are just turned into like 
freak shows online, lots of uh, reality shows and whatnot where people meet that never knew each other and all that and just drama. But kind of just following the progression of social media and what it's led into, obviously we're at a, a point now in uh, like society where Facebook is our main platform uh, hmm. along with Instagram. Instagram is for sharing the photos mostly and Facebook's for sharing your thoughts and your articles and right. commenting on other things. So what I think both of those have done is they've given us a false sense of intimacy intimacy with other people. So like both of us, we've met a lot of our friends and either even each other in social settings. Like social settings right. in like our community and in real life. In real life, it. yes. <laughs> but we've extended that to our online friendships you know we've become friends be in contact with them throughout the week or month or whatever it is yeah however with the large communities that we you know we kind of are integrated into integrated into we we like we just connect with people online become their facebook friends or whatnot instagram friends just so we have them as a connection like a connecting point almost but not necessarily ever really seen them other than maybe once a week or whatnot and i think that's led to a lot of people having that false sense of intimacy where they think that everybody is their friend online because you know because you're friends with me on instagram or facebook you're in real life you're like my best friend and we kind of touched on that in our in our first episode however i think it's just something that really and if that's the way people want to live their lives these days, then, you know, that's fine. That's that's what they want to do. But I think when it comes to it, you look at the, and, you know, this isn't scientific or anything, but if you kind of just look at the rates of depression and loneliness and things like that, I think they're higher today because people actually are more disconnected, like, with real-time friendships than they you know they were in the past so you feel like you've got all these friends and you're going to all these social settings these like events and gatherings and get-togethers but it's so impersonal because you don't take the time and i'm speaking generally but you don't take the time to meet with people on a one-on-one basis or like have an actual conversation and you see them because somebody else put an event together and that's the only interaction you have with them for the most part however you consider them one of your friends when like if the uh crap hit the fan you probably wouldn't even have their phone number to call them right and that's what's uh, i think we're going to dive into is when push comes to shove these people who are actually on social media who you know can be your friends or maybe if they don't even claim it you just have them as your friends list and you're like oh there's somebody i made a connection with mm-hmm. um yeah when push really comes to shove who are your friends that are going to show up for you I remember back when I was in college and I had, was just giving blood and I passed out and I, was, I had to get somebody to pick me up because I couldn't drive myself home. They took a double dose. Uh, they took platelets and then they took a, a pint of blood. Rebel. I know. And I threw up and it was convulsing. <laughs> so I was like, who can I call? Who can pick me up? And I called like four people and nobody answered the phone. Finally, the fifth person I called, she picked me up and she's a really good friend of mine. And we'd been friends for a long time after that. So yeah, I definitely resonate with what you're saying and i think we have to be discerning in those areas especially when we're on social media 
that we don't continue to perpetuate that this f- false, this idea uh, or this narrative that, oh, these people are my friends just because I happen to know them. I met them one time or, you know, I think they're so great because they post all these things that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be helpful if we could try to define maybe what friendship is or how it'll help people who are listening understand what we're talking about, what real friendship is compared to the way our generation looks at it now, because I think our generation recycles and goes through friendships as if they're just like dating well, relationships. Yeah. Well, even like somebody, if somebody uh, uh, offends you online, Oh, I'm going to leave you. Over. Yeah, friendship yeah. over. Hey, you can't even have a conversation with somebody that, uh, you know, is healthy where you disagree without them, and you know, I'm generalizing again, but without somebody getting upset and then saying, I don't need you in my life. I'm deleting you from my Facebook. Yeah, you're a bad friend for doing well, this kind of thing. Well, were they really a good friend in, in the first, in the first place? place? Well, let me just give you the actual definition of friendship. Oh, hit me with it. So it's the definition of friendship is the emotions or conduct of friends, the state of being friends. Kind of circular reasoning there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's that's a uh, Google for you. But well, here's, here's the, another. So the, the point of our podcast then is to hone in on what friendship actually is in this episode. Well, here, here's another uh, definition: a state of mutual trust and support between allied nations. I think that's actually a better definition, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, you have yeah. mutual trust and support. And this yeah. is this is if the definition you'll get when you pull up friendship on Google, but there's better definitions, obviously. So I think we all kind of have a general idea of what friendship is, um, but that's just like I think that's a great one. If you look at uh, relationships between nations, I guess, like that said, or just relationships between anybody, it it's like mutual trust and it's a connection where you are. You know, you you have a similar interest, similar likings, similar kind of personality where you you work well together. And just like in dating relationships, friendships are intimate to a level where you, you know, you build something with somebody because you connect with them on a certain level. And you know that even if time goes by where you don't talk to them or see them, you can come back and they'll still be your friend. That's what I think is important to me when I'm thinking about friendship. You know, it's that that mutual trust that's building up. If you're always worried if you're going to say something that might offend your friend, or if you do something and then you're second guessing yourself all around this person because you're like, oh, I don't think they're going to like me because I'm doing this, or I don't think this will work out. Um, If you're always second guessing yourself, or if you feel like you have to walk on eggshells when Mm -hmm. you're around certain people, I don't think those are really your friends. And I think that comes into when conflict happens. In a friendship, in a real friendship, there's going to be, uh, and it may be difficult, but you guys are going to ultimately be able to resolve that conflict, come to an understanding, grow from that, and you're going to be able to deepen that relationship and it gets better. Um, and I remember this early on with one of my better friends from my hometown. Uh, we used to fight and we actually got into physical altercations. We were young kids at the time. But um, but I remember like, you know, we'd push each other down or something or do something really dumb and we'd get mad at each other and upset. But at the end of the day, we'd be able to come back to each other and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm your friend. I care about mm-hmm. you enough. I'm really sorry that this happened. You're going to work on not doing that again. 
And, you know, we had this mutual trust and respect for each other enough to be able to uh, overlook the offenses that had been caused. And I think we do live in this generation now where when we get offended or when somebody wrongs us, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, because a lot of the time when we feel wronged, it's not necessarily that somebody has gone out and done something on purpose. If somebody who claims to be your friend is going out and doing things to purposefully harm you, purposefully be rude to you, uh, to be a jerk, then that person definitely should not be someone who's who's in any high standing in your life. And I think that's where I draw the distinction because mm-hmm. a lot of the times when I get called out for stuff by my friends, when the conflict happens, it's usually when I haven't done something that I intentionally meant to do to harm them or meant to do to upset them. It's something I've done that I wasn't even thinking was going to be a big deal and then they say, hey, this really offended me, this bothered me, and they're able to come to me. And if they continually do that and they keep coming to me about these little things that I'm not doing on purpose, um, I think that's where it gets to be a big problem because they're making like mountains out of molehills. And I'm like, hey, you know, we play a game or we do this thing. It's not my intention to make you mad at me. It's not my intention to, you know, that's not what a good friend does. A good mm-hmm. friend's not looking at ways to push your buttons. Now, sometimes your friends will get upset with you. They'll get annoyed. You know, we react in different ways. And sometimes we do that. But at the end of the day, we're going to come back realizing, hey, I care about you enough that I'm going to try not to do this in the future. And so I think that's where I really draw the distinction is when you, you're not always getting that, uh, that conflict that's happening after you have a hangout. Because if you hang out with someone and they continually come up to you after you hang out and say, hey, there's a couple of things I need to point out to you, different things that I noticed that you did tonight that is definitely wrong. And you're like, what? Nobody else noticed that, but you keep noticing that? Mm-hmm. I think that gives me pause and it really makes me consider like, okay, this person's definitely not someone I want to be elevating in a friendship, quote unquote. Well, I'd like to step back and and not be Nick for a moment, and I'd like to be Frank oh. for a moment. Oh, okay. And so if I can be Frank, I'd like to just say that for anybody that knows Nolan, you know that he can be a lot to handle, <laughs> uh, and that's great. It's one of his core personality points where he is just an extrovert and very friendly, but it can be exhausting, and actually, I didn't know where I was going with that. I'm exhausting you right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but what I was, where I was going with that was that you have friends that you know may they're they're your friends on on a lot of levels, but there may be things that you just don't agree with, or there may be times where you just you know like you just have personality clashes or whatever. And I, you know, not to go to the extreme and say somebody annoys you, but when you are friends with somebody you know the times where you, you value that friendship more than than just uh, like to, to do something to sabotage it. So the best thing I think like that I've experienced or that I've learned is that you just kind of take a step back. And if there's something that frustrates you about somebody, you just take some time to kind of process it, sit on it, reflect on it, and then if that's somebody that's that's your friend who wants to like who you want to have in your life and you want to build a friendship with then you go to that person and say you know if it's something that really bothers you you say you talk to them you have that open communication where you say hey this bothers me and this is why it bothers me this may just be me but you know make it about you instead of calling somebody out and saying 
Well, in this situation, I saw that you were really not having a, a good attitude in the game that we were playing in a group. And that's just one of the things that I've seen you have an issue with. And like you said, Nolan, well, uh, nobody else had that issue. So like, that's the wrong approach. I don't think that's something that a true friend would do. Maybe somebody who thinks that they're your friend and they may think that they have the best intentions, but that is like one of those things where you got to step back and say, okay, I don't really think that that's fair. Cause you're like, that's not really something a friend would do. Like, you know? Yeah. And I think the most frustrating thing in that situation is I'm definitely okay with people coming up to me and saying, Hey, I've kind of noticed that you've been doing this thing, but when they accuse you of your intentions and saying, Hey, you did this thing because you're being this way. Right. Um, that really gets to me because then it makes me wonder, do you even know me? You know, do you really know where, where the heart of my intentions are coming from when I'm in those situations? Do you really think I have malice in this, that I'm really going out of my way to be rude or to be mean or to upset you? Like, that's not my intention in any, any way. And I think that's super important. And I think when we go to friends in that situation, we should also have the proper intentions not to necessarily change our friends. We're going to have different quirks. We're going to have different things that make us uh, super weird. I remember when I was dating this girl uh, last year, at the beginning of last year, and uh, we got out of a restaurant. <laughs> I was being super weird. I rolled around on the floor in the parking lot, you know, and I had had nothing to drink but water. So, and she was like, what is he doing? And she, yeah. I remember her telling me later, like, she's like, I, I felt like leaving you at that time, like dumping you on the spot. But she's like, but I decided not to because I thought you're interesting enough and I'll give it a go and see where it goes. So I thought that was a really cool moment for me. It made me realize, wow, I do stupid things sometimes without even thinking about it. And it was so great to have somebody who was willing to show me patience and grace. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that I think about that marks a great friendship or what real friends do. They have grace for each other's faults because we all have them. We all have different things that we're going to clash at some time. We all have different things that we may not like about certain friends. But if we're willing to overlook those things, that's where a real friendship comes in because they're saying, at your core, I care about you. And even though you have some little quirks that maybe annoy me or bug me, I'm going to be able to overlook those things mm -hmm. and continue to be your friend through that. That's what a friend is. A friend yeah. doesn't come in and say, hey, I think you're a great model for me to mold and into clay and, and make into what I think you can be because you have so much potential. You know, that's not what a great friend does. They don't try to change you. Now, when you're around somebody you really appreciate, and sorry, I'm talking for so long, you can interject at any time. But when you're really around somebody who appreciates you and you appreciate them, you're yeah. going to kind of grow together yeah. um, in that sense. And you're going to figure out, you know, what you appreciate about the other person and what the other person appreciates about you. And in that way, you'll naturally be able to, to change in, in positive ways. Yeah. Uh, I think another thing that I, you know, I was thinking about I want to point out is when you have friends that are actual friends that they've taken the time to get to know you. They're not going to call you out for things that are quote unquote your reputation. And so that's a big thing when you have false friends or, or you know, you have more acquaintance, acquaintances who think they're your friends and they just, they try to come to you with counsel or, or whatnot based on your reputation and the reputation they think you have about, you know, the, like your dating life or right. the the way that you play games with you know and like when like actual games like when you're playing board games with other people the way that you 
like handle the game or whatever, or the way that you, you know, play group sports or you do a group discussion or anything like in a group setting and they don't actually know you. They just know about you from what other people have said, or maybe they've formed an opinion about you based on like just their observation, but they haven't actually taken the time to get to know you. They're going to say, well, you know, I'm just looking out for you as a friend because I've, I've known that you have an issue with this, you know, typical like, with this, specific situation or whatever but you're like well no that's i don't think that's true now if it's a real friend if it's somebody who's truly your friend they know your faults they know your flaws they know that if they're gonna say hey you need to stop like talking to so many women at once because like you're you know you've gone down that path before where you're you know you're just too eager to get to know everybody and some people may look at it weird but they'll say something like that and then you'll agree with them because you right. know it's true and you know like oh yeah 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 you're right thanks for pointing that out um whereas somebody you don't even really know comes and says yeah i've seen you you know been doing this a lot and i think that you should stop and i'm telling you this because i'm your friend and you're like no actually i don't agree with that no i definitely i definitely agree with what you're saying here because Real friends are going to elevate the good things in your life and the things that you're, you're struggling with. Like you said, you will recognize what those are. I think we all don't necessarily need people to come to us and be our quote-unquote life coach. You know, We don't need people to say, hey, these are some things I've been noticing about you and these are things you need to work on to be better in life. I think we all realize the things that we can be working on. Yeah. And when we need help with those, we'll reach out to a friend and we'll be like, hey, what, what do you think about this? So I think one of the principles that I've made when it comes to this is my own growth um, and this, this has to do with, I think, just cultivating good friendships is when when I have friends and I see that they're doing great things and they're on a certain path, I want to jump on board with that. I want to encourage them in that. And that's something that I'll try to implement in my own life. Now, on the contrary side of that, when I see people that are doing things that I don't necessarily agree with and it's not ways that I want to act... I'm not actually going to just go call them out, especially if I don't have a close relationship with that person. But those are the things that I won't implement into my life. Those are the kind of things that I'll be like, nope, I don't want to be like that. And I found this early on with somebody I I remember going to to dinner with. And uh, this person was so disrespectful to our waitress and just the way he tipped and, and everything. And I just decided from there on, I don't want to be like that. I want to be someone who's respectful, who engages in conversation with whatever the waiter, the waitress, somebody who actually shows that I care about their service if they've done a good job by giving them what they deserve. Um, and so I didn't go and, and chastise that person in such a harsh way and be like, oh my gosh, you're a terrible person for doing this. I said, I showed an example that I was setting through what I would do. And mm-hmm. after a couple of times, they recognized that. And they said, wow, you seem like you're being really generous. Well, I'm just giving them what I think they deserve. They did a really good job. I really appreciate their service. I think that's what I try to do. I try to set an example of that. So that's just a principle that can translate into friendships, but it also translates into how you don't need people necessarily to be working on you because I think we're all in this stage of life. Well, we've come to the realization, if you're listening to this podcast, you're mature enough to be able to figure out where you need to grow and you're able to look at the avenues that you can reach out to further that growth. Right. You don't need people to be coming to you all the time and saying, hey, this is what you need to do. Yeah, you don't need friends that are constantly uh, evaluating your performance. Like this doesn't work. You don't need a performance evaluation check-in every you know, fourth, 
four to eight week, four to six weeks uh, with your friends, like, yeah, I'm just following up with you. I, I see you've, you've hit a lot of great milestones. You've done some great things in your life, but I see some areas of improvement and I just, I don't, I don't get why people want to do that. I'm sure there's some psychology to it. There's some psychology to why they want to like be your life coach, I guess. Or well, I think it just goes back to like we discussed selfishness over selflessness, and a lot of the times when people are in those situations, they're not thinking of you or putting you first. They're thinking of oh, it's going to be so great for me to be able to help this person, and I'm really doing a great service to them by helping them. And the reason I know this is the case is with someone who's uh, recently tried to do that with me is mm-hmm. they they gave me all this advice, and instead of saying hey, I want to be able to help you by walking through this with you, through this difficult time. We're going to continue to be friends. We're going to continue to communicate. We can work through this difficulty, this thing that I think you've wronged me with. Instead of doing that, they said, here are all the things that I think you've wronged me with, and I'm going to take a step back now because you haven't been that great a friend to me. And I know you can be a better friend, so once you work it all out, then come back and we'll figure things out yeah. from there. Yeah, that does sound very selfish. And I don't think that's, like, that's what a good friend does not do that. I need you to be the friend that I need. <laughs> right. And I was like, wait, I'm doing all these things for you. It's not really for me. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that, I think that's good. I think when you point out the flaws in people, you need to be prepared to uh, like recognize those, you recognize your own flaws. Um, I think one of the problems, I think that I say I think a lot and I think too much, <laughs> which I'm going to cut that out. But I, I, I think one of the things that comes to like one, one of the reasons I think a lot of people have this kind of mentality when it comes to friendship these days is we go back to the uh, social media and the effect that it has on us. We, we have almost like this mindset of we want the instant gratification and we want we want things to happen instantly and with a little little or no effort we want to be best friends with somebody for whatever reason you know we might think that they're cool they're popular with other people they're attractive they like the things we like but i think a lot of times we don't in this generation take the time to cultivate a friendship with somebody and we think we know them from social media like we talked about because we see their lives and what they're posting and that kind of like their preferences, their personality and whatnot. And we just want to be friends with them right away. And I think when you're building friendships with people, you, that takes time. Like you need to, you need to take the time to get to know somebody in multiple settings. It's just like dating. You need to be with somebody through all four seasons to see how they are. Right. And, I think that's challenging too for our generation, specifically 22 to, to like 40 years old, because you're after the high school and college stage where you used to see people. You on don't a, have built in friends. Right. You used yeah. to see people on a frequent basis. You know, you used to go to class with them. You'd see them so frequently. That's how you built friendships. And mm-hmm. now that you're working, I mean, despite some of your coworkers, um, now that oh, you're, yeah. you know, now that you're working so much and, you know, you're in this stage of life, it is hard to find time and that's why you got to be i think more selfish in a sense with your time with with who you're actually 
giving that to when you are cultivating friendships? Well, I think we come out of high school and college with, you know, for those who went to college, but especially high school, we come out of high school with this um, expectation that friendships are just going to happen. And, you know, it's kind of like a reality check uh, when we get into the world and we get a job or whatnot where we don't, we're not in situations often as we grow up that we're going to have people that are similar, you know, in similar life stages as us. And there's like the, the coworkers you have, there may be, you may be blessed to have a, a job where you're with a bunch of other people your age that you, you know, you just become friends with. But a lot of times the cases where your friends, uh, or what you're working with people who are not your age. So you've got people that are in their careers, working their jobs, whether they're in their, you know, their late, later years in life, they may be your parents' age, or you may be working for a while and then somebody young starts. So there's a big mixture of people, both male and female, who work with you, uh, you know, on a regular basis. And those are your interactions. And you form relationships and friendships with people at work. But you don't have any connection other than work most of the time because these people have lives. They have families. They have, you know, hobbies. They have job. They have other jobs. They have stuff where you're not really gonna socialize with a lot of people uh, in most cases outside of work. And I think when we're in high school, like you said, we're used to having built-in friends. We're used to having you know social gatherings parties, games, pep rallies, whatever, you know, all this stuff where we can oh, come yeah. together in, in group settings. And we, uh, we just kind of have that built in. And so we are just used to having like friends, I guess, readily available. But when we go out, you, you, it takes, it may take a while and some people may not get this and that may be one of the problems, but some people, it'll take longer for them to get this. But if you get this and you realize that if you can cultivate a handful of friendships with, you know, really quality people that will be your friends for the rest of your life. And if you, you know, if you're not, you're not fortunate to have the high school friends or the sorority or fraternity or, you know, friends early on from school or whatnot that you do have for the rest of your life. If you just go out to the real world and you have friends, you know, you just start building friendships gradually and like thoughtfully, you can build friendships with two or three people that are more valuable than having 10 or 20, you know, like big groups of friends like you used to have. Right. It's building those lasting friendships. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, there were these two people that I thought after we graduated high school, there's those people that you know, you're like, oh, we're going to be best friends. We're going to be friends for like so long. You know, we align on so many different, different ways. We hung out all the time in high school. We were in the same social circles. Like you just thought we are going to continue to be friends. We even went to colleges in the same area, different colleges, but it was all in Southern California, the same area. And so I'd go try to visit them. And these friendships ended up dying. These mm-hmm. are people I don't talk to, haven't talked to in years now. And I think there's only two or three people from high school that I still even talk to, but I wouldn't say I actually have any continuous friends from high school, which is crazy to me to think, but it really shows 
I think effort is one thing that comes into mm-hmm. my mind when you're talking about cultivating these friendships, making these lifelong friends. We have to be really intentional about the effort that we put into different friendships. Yeah. And so if you want to be friends with someone, you got to actually do something with that. You can't just let it like, oh, it's going to happen naturally or it'll happen when it happens. Well, yeah, it's harder when you get older. You don't have like you don't have built-in things that just naturally um, give you friends that doesn't you don't just have these social settings where friends are just provided to you so it takes effort like you said you have to go out and find maybe find unique ways to meet people you know whether it's church or like a meetup group or joining or- sports during the summer different activities you can, yeah, anything that you can find where it's a social setting, it's going to be different. And, it'll, you know, especially if you're an introvert or if you're somebody who, um, you know, isn't as extroverted to put yourself out there, it'll take a little bit of putting yourself like outside of your comfort zone and putting yourself out there to become friends with people that and that's, I think, the, the core, uh, you know, that's the core thing that you that's the core to building friendships is that you find people that have common interests. So if you like photography, go find people that are photographers. If you like hiking, go find people that like to hike, go find people that like to ride their bikes, go find somebody that likes to play sports or go find somebody that likes to record podcasts. And definitely those are the best friends. Totally. But yeah, I mean, like you said, I agree totally. It takes effort. And as you get older, it gets harder. So the good thing is, though, uh, when you get older, if you, you know, you've, you've been mindful about it and you've been intentional with it, you can build friendships that are going to last and you're going to have people that want to hang out with you, people that want to, like, be around you, not just because it benefits them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that as well. Okay, well, mm-hmm. since we're, we're we're near wrapping it up, there's a, a really great book that's from a list of articles. Mark and Angel Sharanoff have this book, and it's called A Thousand Plus Little Things Happy Successful People Do Differently. And in their chapter on friendship, they have a really poignant point that I'll just read. It says, Life is like a party. You invite a lot of people. Some leave early. Some stay all night. Some laugh with you. Some laugh at you. And some show up really late. But in the end, after the fun, there are a few who stay to help you, to clean up the mess. And most of the time, they aren't even the ones who made the mess. These people are your real friends in life. They're the ones that matter most. Nice. And I think that's that's really true. There's going to be people in your life that you think, oh man, this person's going to be my friend. And it, it won't work out for whatever reason. I think you're going to have friendships for a season. And I think the thing me and Nick are talking about in this podcast is how to how to hopefully cultivate friendships that last longer than that. I have a friend from Southern California who I've been friends with for the last you know, six or seven years now. And we don't see each other that often, maybe twice a year. But I know because we've cultivated such a great friendship that if I called, he'd answer. He'd get back to me. We are those mm-hmm. great friends. Actually, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is because he has his own podcast, and I've always wanted to start a podcast as well. I love listening to his conversations. So Nice. Yeah, I think that's just important to look at. Just maybe take some time this week to be maybe introspective about where you're at with some of your friendships and where do you want to pour into. And and we, I'll just say, and I'll speak for the both of us, 
We're not too proud to accept all of your friendships and adoration from this podcast because we like being popular <laughs> and we want to we want to have all the friends that we can get from, you know, just being influencers. Social media influencers. That's right. We will we will try to I mean, like we said, we'll meet up We'll have coffee. We'll hang out. We'll be friendly with everybody. Yeah. But then you got to know who you're going to rely on. No. Find out when your fr- who your friends are when you break down in your car. Yeah, that's. I think that's a great spot to leave it at. Uh, if we, you know, as we've been talking about friendships this episode, if you don't know how to have good friends, if you struggle with the just the thought of um, building friendships with people or if even if you think that you do have good friends go just like reflect on what your life looks like in your in your um you know your friendships and consider the idea of when life comes in you know the good times and the bad when when things happen where you are going to need somebody do the friends that you have right now meet those qualifications? Is it somebody that you're going to be able to go a year, a few months, a couple of years without talking to and just come right back to being best friends, you know, or just getting along, catching up, whatever, knowing that you're always going to be friends? Are you going to be in a situation where, you know, maybe you're out of town and you don't have family or you don't have somebody close, but you do that, you know, you have a friend in that area are they going to be able to help you if you get in a jam? Is that the kind of friendship that you have? Or if not, maybe think about stepping back from what you think are your friendships and really focusing on one or two people that you really get along with and you know, building a friendship with them. Because I'd say one or two good friends is worth a million dollars more than having a hundred acquaintances or Facebook friends. Last thing I would say is look at the direction of your life and where you're going. And do you have people around you who are encouraging you in that trying to build you up or are you surrounded by people who are constantly tearing you down? And that's what I would look at with who you want to be in your inner circle, as we would call it. Those are your real friends. Yeah. And, and really try to, to try to distinguish between what's good criticism and what's just selfish criticism, you know, try to distinguish when somebody is telling you something that maybe is an improvement or that, you know, that they think you should have, or they, they, they think you should implement this change. Uh, you know, ask yourself, why, why are they asking this? Do they really care? Or is it because it's going to benefit them? And don't be so eager to take somebody you know, at face value without taking the time to get to know them because, you know, there's multiple levels of people out there. There's multiple levels of... Yeah, we didn't even talk about catfishing, but that happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that, I mean, they, yeah, we we, didn't, we could have a whole nother podcast episode Woo! on oh, the psychological yeah. things that people, like the mind games and the things that people do just to have that sense of friendship you know, when it's so fake, it's not even true. It's not even like a real friendship. They just trick somebody into thinking you're somebody else. That I mean, that's a whole nother ball of yarn, wax. <laughs> 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 uh, that's, but, but yeah, no, I, that that uh, yeah, 
there are uh, there's a lot of things when it comes to interacting with other people that you just have to be mindful of and everybody's at different stages in their lives even if they are in similar life stages as you they are you know they've had different experiences growing up and you you just kind of have to give everybody a little bit of grace and understanding and i think if you follow these just simple steps be mindful of who other who the other people be mindful of who people are that are interacting with you and what their intentions are and vice versa and you know don't use people if you don't want to be used and just be a good friend yeah i think ultimately what we want to do with this podcast is to give you some ideas to think about when it comes to what real friendships are and how we kind of define that and then also in a sense and how you can be a good friend and so be the friend that you want other people to be to you is i think what i would leave you with yeah all right well thanks for joining us Thanks. And follow us on our social medias when and if we create them. Yeah, become our friends on Facebook and Instagram hey. and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Hey, well, it's been great, Nick. All right. I'll see you next time. All right, see you later, Nolan, my friend. <laughs>